Hi everyone and welcome to the ninth episode of Hyper Talks. Today it's only me, Eva, and Daniel in the studio since this is the last episode that we are recording of our season of Hyper Talks. Why is that, Daniel? Because now we're soon going to uh, start to work and head out to internships and stuff and then we won't have time for this, sadly. Exactly. sadly. So yeah, last episode. But before we end up this season, we want to give you a final episode where we're going to have some throwbacks from previous episodes and some of our favorite moments from having this podcast. Yeah, should be good. And uh, before we kick in, of course, we're going to have a check-in. And uh, today's check-in question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? Me and Debbie, who is also part of HyperTalks. We've been talking about this a lot. So I can start since I actually have it figured out. And I think I would like Dakota Fanning to play me. She kind of looks like me, but I think her personality would make a good fit to play me in a movie, actually. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good choice. And for me, I would pick Swedish actor Fares Fares. (laughs) <laughs> if you don't know who he is, you can Google him. But he kind of has like he has this big nose. I also have a big nose, but his his nose is bigger though. But like in movies, you always exaggerate things. So I think it would be a good choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like a good choice. Yeah. Okay. Good check in. Now we're getting a bit warmed up. It feels a bit weird to sit in this studio and not have a guest. Yeah, uh, I know. We might be a bit too weird in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, but let's talk a bit about how like this year has been, especially with the podcast. Uh, yeah, how's it been for you, Ebba? I think the podcast has been a great experience in many ways. First of all, when we started the podcast, we didn't really know where it would take us. And I knew that I wanted to try out some hyper tools while doing it. And to kind of have a more long lasting group than the ones that we have at Hyper Island, because then you usually do projects for a few weeks and then you leave your group and you're with other people. So within this group of five from October almost until now, and we've also become very good friends, which has made us a very strong group, but I've also seen how hard it is to be efficient when you're working with your friends. Yeah. But in terms of having a podcast, that's been super exciting and just it's so much work behind it. But we've also gotten to know so many nice guests and I've gotten so many good insights from doing it. How about you? How has your experience been? Yeah, me too. Well, I agree with you, of course. And I've gotten really like respect for people like doing podcasts as their full-time job. It's like when I first had sushi. <laughs> <laughs> In a way. I I don't know where this is going. Because I've always thought to myself, like, how come sushi is so expensive? Mm. It's so expensive. And then, once upon a time, I tried to make it myself. And then I understood why it's so expensive. And after that, I just have respect for sushi chefs. (laughs) The same with people who have a podcast. Yeah, so I had, like, a sushi experience. Yeah, I agree. Trademark. (laughs) I think for us it's also been since we've been shifting roles within the podcast so sometimes you've been in the studio and sometimes you've done the editing and the marketing and there's like this whole thing that since you're recording every month it always comes back like you can never rest from it 
Mm. But what's been your like favorite thing to do? Like uh, talking or the editing or? Since I've been kind of the project leader, I've been slightly a part of every piece in it. But I think talking in the studio has definitely been the most challenging thing. Mm. Because I always feel like once you're done recording, you're just like, oh, what if everything I said was shit? <laughs> and like mm. this episode is horrible or something. So I think that's been the most challenging part. Yeah. And also to like gain confidence in your voice. I think nobody really likes listening to their own voice. So that's also a challenge. But I think it's been fun doing the editing, even though sometimes it takes a lot of time. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I agree with you. I think sitting and talking in the studio, I haven't done it before. So I think it's the most like or the only kind of new thing. So yeah, definitely like the most in the beginning scary part was to sit here in the studio. Definitely. And especially since English is our second language. Yeah. So do you have any favorite episode that was most fun recording? I like the episode where we talked about uh, future technology, the fourth episode of uh, this season with Mats Levon. That was super interesting to talk about like how our lives will be affected in the now and in the near future even. I think that one of the most interesting industries right now is the transportation and car industry because it's a very good example of digitalization, how much digital change can actually hit an industry and change it, fundamentally disrupt it. And the thing that we're seeing right now is that the same thing as we saw, first of all, I mean, autonomous cars are almost here. And it's funny, but 10 years ago, people didn't even know they existed. They almost didn't exist. They existed in experiments in the uh, desert in the U.S. financed by those, that American research, military research institute, DARPA. We made the internet, by the way. So in 10 years, we have reached so far And the thing is not if they're coming out, the thing is if pe- people will be allowed to drive cars. I don't think so. You know that car accidents are killing 1.2 million people a year. That's about 3,000 a day, I don't know, th- two persons a minute, and we just don't think about it. Mm-hmm. And those of the people killed, we don't talk about those injured. So the, 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 the cars are coming here, and I don't think that people will be allowed to drive cars because they're just too dangerous. Uh, cars, you know, machines, they, they, they don't get upset and irritated and they, they don't discuss and, and, and certainly never get drunk. <laughs> Just so much safer once we get it working right. Uh, and it was so fun when we, it was me and uh, Jonathan who did that. And then we were going to check in with like an invention that we are hoping to like see in the near future that doesn't exist today. And both me and Jonathan said things that apparently exists. <laughs> We just don't know it. And he was like, yeah, well, that already exists. So. <laughs> and then he came with like, yeah, I'm looking forward to cold fusion. <laughs> like just blew us out of the water with that one. <laughs> and then you had also prepare yourself and he did it. <laughs> yeah, he just came up with that. I thought of it like for days. I think uh, my funniest episode to record was the one about sustainable marketing with Thomas Colster. Uh, and I was not in the studio then. I was in the editing room. So I was with, but I didn't host anything. And that's also kind of a nice position because then you get to listen to everything and you get to hear all the pieces that we cut out as well. But you're not as nervous since you're not actually interviewing the person. Uh, and it was just a funny episode. Mm. But one of the episodes that I had my biggest learnings was probably the one about radical honesty with the Tobias Lund. And I think it was just like that topic about radical honesty, since I'm very Swedish and I don't always dare to be honest. 
And that's something I really tried to practice during Hyper Island to dare to say what I actually think, especially when you're giving feedback. And I got some really good advice on how I can be more honest when I start working. Mm. Do you have any advice on how to be honest when giving feedback? Because I think that's a challenge for me, at least sometimes when I'm in TDS and I'm like, should I say this? Is it worth the conflict? And I'm like, ah, no. Yeah, during team development sessions, which yeah. we have. Radical honesty, it should be, but it's hard to practice that. Yes. Yeah. So how do one start? Yeah. Exactly that happened to me all the time at Hyper. It's like, mm. oh, shit. I don't, I just don't want to deal with this. Like, no. I, I can just, I can just pretend that everything is fine and then I can walk out of this room and then next module I'll be with someone else. Yeah, you just power <laughs> through Crossing those my hours. fingers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and it's really easy too to just look at someone's bad sides and try to formulate them as actually good feedback. Be like, I really like how straightforward you are, but what I really want to say is like, damn, <laughs> you hurt my feelings all the time. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. I think TDS is a special thing too. It generally doesn't happen that way in the industry. I'd, I'd focus more on getting used to feedback outside of that context. I usually, so in real life, what happens is I, I book one-on-ones and I book walks. And when you're walking together, I think it's easier to give and receive feedback because you're you're pretty close to each other. You're walking like shoulder to shoulder, but you actually don't have to always look into the other person's eyes, yeah. which is, can be relieving, actually. So that that's a trick I use, which is pretty broad. Mm-hmm. But um, I use it with my team and just, like, ask them for feedback and give them feedback in that setting. And I think it's, it's relaxing and less intense than, like, a four-hour session in a circle. I also like the episode about uh, cybersecurity with uh, Caroline Runqvist. And uh, I actually edited that episode, but it was nice to have her and like explain the myths and like cliches about uh, security and what you can do as a person. Like, for example, have the sticker on your webcam and stuff. So this question is a little more direct, but I I really want this answer because when I arrived to Sweden, I saw that like all my classmates' computers has a little like sticky note or something covering the webcam. I don't have mine covered because I feel as if I have nothing to hide. But is that something I should be doing? I feel like you're kind of the best person to ask. Do I need to cover my webcam if I've got nothing to hide? Or what is really the benefit of a normal civilian? Should I be afraid of hackers coming in and taking pictures of me while I'm, you know, sitting on my laptop? I mean... Because I saw a photo of Mark Zuckerberg not that long ago. Yeah, maybe a year ago or so. And he had his laptop covered. I have it, of course. Oh, you do? Yeah. I do too. So I should have it. Well, I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> I think I have these little, you know, advertisement things with, with the PwC logo in my, in my case. You can <laughs> maybe have you can one. Maybe you can give me one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it depends. I mean, I think when it comes to cybersecurity, it is so important to work with your risk appetite. And that, that of course, sounds like cheesy when it comes to like, the private person. But are you, is it something you are scared of? Is it something that, but I mean, the risk is real. Yes. All okay. right. I'm going to get one of those after, off yeah. you at the yeah. end. And it was also fun listening to Tobin and his very poor cybersecurity. Apparently. <laughs> 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 How long and complex should my passwords be to personal accounts, maybe my bank account? Do I need to have like 10 characters, 10 numbers with symbols? Or can I just have, you know, 
like I currently have a letter or a word with a couple of numbers after. You should use the, I think you should use the password tools that is out there. They're very easy to use. They don't cost anything, sort of. And yes, I think you should use that. I don't think you should be using like summer 2018. That is you like just guessed my password right there. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and probably like 80% of the ones listening as well. Yeah. Okay, so and I shouldn't have the same password for all my accounts either. No, absolutely oh my, not. My cybersecurity is not very up to date. <laughs> no, me neither. Okay, so um, as we said, it's only me and Abba here in the studio today, but we actually are going to take a call from Salzburg yes, in Austria. Where we have Debbie, our beloved co-worker at HyperTox. Yes. Hey, guys. Hi, hey. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Debbie, we're going to start off and ask you the same checking question. As we did. Okay. Who would play you in a movie about your life? I think I'll say maybe some Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Why? I don't know. I think I would like her to represent me more than she's similar to me, but it's my movie, so I get to choose. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Yeah. So we have some uh, more serious questions for you as well. Okay. Would you like to summarize how it's been working with the podcast? Okay, cool. So it's been a really good experience overall. And I totally agree with you guys that the podcast did bring us together as really good friends. But at the same time, it was quite challenging to make sure that when we met, it was to do the podcast rather than just have fun between us. But overall, it was like huge learnings. And um, I got to see how it is easy to network with people and how People are willing to share their thoughts. So when we were looking for um, guests, it was hard to actually make appointments. But I was quite impressed of the amount of people that actually would answer and say like, hey, yeah. And so that was really cool. And um, another thing is you actually realize, uh, even though we had rotative roles, how you always are keen to do what you do best. So like for me, I always wanted to do the marketing because that's what I felt more comfortable doing. And, but it was good to challenge myself and like uh, speaking English and being recorded and having to listen to my voice after and editing and doing a bit of everything. Nice. And uh, what's like, yeah. what's been the best thing for you with HyperTox? The best thing. Uh I think I feel that we accomplished a really cool project. Mm. And I think it's like my biggest takeaway from Hyper Island that we had a podcast and we managed to get it published and um, maintain uh, the sponsorship with uh, with Beppo Studios, which is an amazing studio. And I think overall saying that we had a podcast and we had eight really amazing episodes. It's something I'm really proud of. Yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah, the publishing part is something we haven't really talked about in the podcast. But we were contacted by a Danish publishing company yeah. called Saga Egmont. Yes. So they are now helping us with publishing. And therefore you can listen to our episodes at Swedish libraries and apps and other things. Which is really cool and also something that I'm very proud of. Yeah. So if you're already paying for Storytel, listen to us there. Because then we get money. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, so what was the worst thing working with the podcast? Depending on guests, I think. Like last minute cancellation and then Beth was already, you know, being incredible with us. So it was always a tough struggle between how do we manage these appointments when they're like last minute cancelled or needs a change and how to manage and those things. I think that was where we stressed the most, I feel. What about mm. you guys? Yeah, totally agree with that. I remember we had one crisis meeting on a Sunday night where when our guest had cancelled yeah. and we just tried to fix it and it was just, it was very stressful, especially since you have like work and school and other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but which one is your favorite episode? So I was thinking about this. So the one really close to my heart is our first episode about women in tech. It was the first episode. It was the first time I was in a studio. It was Eva and I um, recording. And it's somewhat a touchy subject to talk about feminism and um, all those things. So I think it was the episode I had my nerves more in alert, but it was an amazing experience overall. Yeah, I totally agree. It was the most challenging episode. Yeah. So, and like even listening to it when it was edited, I remember uh, we were like so nervous about, okay, does this sound bad? Does this sound good? It was, it was challenging, but it was really good. And the one that most surprised me, I think, was the was episode two about GDPR. Um, we were, I was quite scared that it would be a boring subject, but our guest was actually very funny and super outgoing. So if you still don't know about GDPR, I would definitely recommend you to listen to our episode. And yeah, and I think the most interesting one was uh, sustainable marketing with Thomas Colster, the one that you mentioned, Eba. Yeah. It's just a flowy conversation that you get inspired by. And at the same time, it's like cool topics that we mentioned. And he's a really cool guy. Yeah. So I think those are my three favorite ones. And he also made a joke at the end of the episode that I'll never forget. Yeah, he roasted yes. Jonathan. Which was yeah. so much fun. <laughs> it was like Jonathan meeting Jonathan in a joke, which was yeah. so much fun. <laughs> Let's yes. put that in here. Oh, yes, please replay because it's definitely worth re-listening to it. And uh, I recycle. Nice. That's that's me. Your, the... your jokes or your... What do you well, recycle? Yes, <laughs> yes. My, that's why this is, hasn't been that fun, unfortunately. Oh. I actually have it. Like, I just cut out the joke and I have it in my phone and I listen to it sometimes. <laughs> do you want to tell us a bit about your hyper journey? Because we have a lot of listeners who have studied at Hyper Island or are studying at Hyper Island? Um, sure. I think uh, it was an amazing experience. I met the friends of my life. And coincidentally enough, they're the people in this podcast. <laughs> um, and other than that, I think when I got to Hyper Island and people said like, oh, Hyper is what you make out of it. I thought it was quite cliche but it is actually that, right? So it's up to you to find people you work good with and do other projects. And if um, getting like actually matters into your own hands. So if you want to plan something, go and do it. If you want to bring someone to lecture, you should do it. So I think Hyper is an amazing um, school overall, but they do give you a lot of space. 
So a lot of your experience is if you go after things. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. That's true. The more you give in, the more you get out of it. Yes, totally. Do you want to tell uh, us also why we're uh, why you're not here right now and why you are in Salzburg? Sure. So I'm currently in Salzburg living, but I work in a small village called Fuschel. And for people that don't know, that's where Red Bull's headquarters is located. So at the moment, I'm doing an internship here um, in the Consumer Insights team, helping out them plan their next track and awareness research with 161 countries. Hmm. So <laughs> it's quite project management and it's been a really good experience overall. Yeah. I think that's it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it was really nice having a call with you. We have yeah. uh, Jonathan on the other line, so we're going to give him a quick call as well. Okay. Bye, guys. I Bye, miss Debbie. You. And now we're going to try to get Jonathan on the line too. He's actually in Stockholm, but he's at work. Has a lot to do, apparently. Let's see if he answers, because you never know with Jonathan. Hello, Eba. Hello. <laughs> I just said you never know whether Jonathan answers or not. Well, he did now. Yes. (laughs) How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Nice. We have a check-in question for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, And the check-in question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? Uh, That would be uh, the late, great Christopher Lee, I believe. Ah, yeah. He, he plays Solomon, yeah. Solomon in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but and he, I still haven't seen Lord of the Rings. But he's dead, should. Jonathan. Yeah, he is. I know, I know. So that's uh, that's a big. Uh, that's not great. It's, <laughs> well, uh, so, it's your I mean, choice, so. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna pick him anyways. Because I relate to him as a person, so I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with him. That's good. Good. And we have a few questions for you here as well regarding uh, like hyper talks. Yeah, please, please. Uh, w- like, can you just summarize how it's been for you working with hyper talks? It's been so much fun, uh, mostly because uh, I got to hang out with you guys, and uh, also because we met a lot of uh, interesting people uh, and uh, had some some great talks. I'd even say they were hyper talks. <laughs> uh, that one's for you, Daniel. No, but seriously, like hanging out with you guys and 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 meeting all these uh, people from the industry and and getting a a uh, uh, bigger picture of it all, and also seeing different parts of each. Like, even though we kept it in the digital, most of it, we still got different parts of like the digital world. Sort of. So that was some. That was really fun. I'm very thankful for that. Nice. Do you have a favorite episode? Uh, I would say the one with the the one that you and I hosted, Mats Levon episode. Ah, yeah. Yeah, the fifth episode. Yeah, uh, that was great because he was so uh, energetic and so easy to talk to, and like by far the most. Uh, what should I call it? Like eye-opening, because I took him like a prophet almost. Like I, that's how I interpreted him. Mm. 
he was he was really <clears throat> a really cool guy and very interesting to talk to. Yeah, me too. I had that as my favorite as well, actually. What was the worst thing working with the podcast? That was the part when I got heckled uh, during an episode. <laughs> We've actually uh, already discussed that, that it was the best memory I have. <laughs> when I got heckled. Yeah, me too, I think. And I wasn't even there, but it's still my best memory of Hypertox. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's Do you mean the sustainable guys. marketing episode? I, I will not go into detail. <laughs> We have already played it, so... It's I don't late. kiss and tell. I don't <laughs> kiss and tell. Do you want to tell us a bit about your Hyper Island journey, since we have a lot of listeners there? Oh, yeah, of course. We're called Hyper Talks, after all. Uh, so it's been more or less exactly a year ago since we started uh, at Hyper. And uh, I feel that I have... Uh, grown as a person and I've gotten to know a lot of great people along the way and uh, I can also see like the value I've gained from work uh, from studying at hyper uh, in terms of uh, you know working in groups uh, leadership like and group dynamics and group psychology something that you know you kind of get whether you want it or not it's it's there and you talk about it and that's been so very helpful uh in a professional environment as well um so i'd say that like besides getting to know all the like the the nitty-gritty tools like google analytics and and facebook ads i'd say that's been such a a factor in in my success it sounds like i'm super successful i'm not though what i'm saying is that uh it's it's, it's been very helpful to have like the hyper mythology uh now yeah uh, that wasn't very well put but that's 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 for two cents on the issue mm. and uh do you want to tell the listeners what you're doing now um i'm a uh Digital Bureau Agency, as I say, it's called I Go Moon. We're here in Stockholm, working with uh, inbound marketing and website development. Uh, we're in uh, mainly focusing on on Hub, HubSpot right now, which is a CRM and CMS system, uh, which is pretty cool. Just <laughs> doing our best. Cool. Sounds yeah. nice. And you like it? I love it. I love it. So if you need help with your like a new website or whatever, hook you know, give us a give us a holler at igomoon or visit igomoon.com. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. It was so nice hey, thank chatting. Thank you guys. And uh, a big shout out to Beppo Studios for making this all possible. Definitely. Of course. Thank you guys so much for calling and thank you for getting to the studio and doing this. No problems. Thank you, Jonathan. Now we know a bit about what's next in our colleagues' lives. Do you want to talk a bit about how your hyper journey was? Yeah, sure. Um, I loved it. I studied at the university a couple of years ago. But I didn't like it. And I had like a period in my life where I thought that like hmm, I worked a lot and I was like maybe I'm not even going to study anything because I don't like the university 
everything is so like theoretical but then i found hyper island and it's like yeah mind-blowing in a way yeah for me at least because it was like such a difference between the old-fashioned university and like this new school so like both the education that we have like with people from the industry coming in and giving lectures about everything so you know that everyone who's talking about a certain subject is an expert on that subject yeah and that's so cool so that's been real nice and also of course like to work with real companies when it comes to uh, group projects and stuff yeah uh, so that you know that you're this is actually for real of course you can fail that's good if you fail but you have to at least like put your best effort into it yeah definitely you can't really cheat in the same way as a university no but i think i i totally agree with you that it was since i also studied at university before and then for me hyper island was like the perfect transition between like studying at university and going into the work life mm. and also was a way better fit for me like having to work with actual clients and more practical But I think it also made me value my former education a bit more because I realized that I actually have learned a lot and I have a lot of like critical thinking coming from university. And I think the whole mentality that is at Hyper, that you, the more you give in, the more you get out of it. And that's kind of what I didn't do at university. So I can put a lot of blame into the school being like not modern enough and like not talking about digital marketing at all when you're studying marketing or whatever but I didn't really give in as much as I did at Hyper Mm. so I think that was a really big learning for me Um, but I really love the fact that Hyper has that mentality like if you're missing out or something you only have yourself to blame nobody's going to force you to be there because you're the one who's missing out But I also realized a bit because a lot of international students had more of a similar education to Hyper. Like they had been working more with business cases and uh, learning Excel, for example, which I didn't do. Mm. So I also think that the Swedish universities has a lot of catching up to do on some parts. I agree. But I think I had really good clients. I had really good groups at Hyper as well. I can understand some people in our class wasn't really super happy with their clients when they had like Swedish websites and they don't speak Swedish. And that I can totally understand. But I feel like because of my groups and because of the tools at Hyper Island, I kind of took uh, disappointments or whatever it was during projects and kind of made the best out of the situation, Mm. which was important to learn as well. Yeah. Okay, so what is next in your life then? Um. I'm going to start my internship in October. I'm going to work at an agency called Silver. It's like a design agency that focuses on brand management. So I'm going to be on their insights and and strategy and stuff. Cool. Really looking forward to it. Are you excited? Yeah, I am. And what about you? I'm actually starting a trainee program tomorrow at Rebel and Bird, which is a agency uh, that has been working a lot with Hyper Island. And uh, I'm going to work, for example, with Jasmine Yaya, who is on the board of our program, I think. And she actually was a guest in the first season of Hyper Talks in episode 17, being a data strategist at a dinner party. So I'm super excited about that. I'm doing a trainee program as a project leader, which is 
exactly what I want to do and it feels super nice. And I think a lot of things that I've learned during Hyper Island of like being project leader in groups and also during the podcast is things that I'm going to take with me, especially how hard it is to be a project leader of a group of friends. I think that's what I bring with me the most because sometimes you get frustrated and it's a bit harder when you're friends as well. Mm. Nice. So what's next in this podcast's life then? Uh, well, we're going to hand it over to some new students. Yeah, and since Digital Data Strategist program won't exist this year, we're going to hand it over to some other class at Hyper Island, probably. Yes. So we hope they do a good job. Yeah. We're going to be well. listening. <laughs> okay, it has come to an end. Mm. It's quite sad, actually. Yeah. It's really, now you know that you're out of the hyper bubble. The podcast is over. People have moved away from us. <laughs> I have muted our class chat. Yeah. So it's really over now. <laughs> but it's been a really fun ride. So let's do a checkout for the last time then. Yeah, check out with a feeling, I guess. Your current feeling. I think my current feeling is a bit relieved because it sounds like we've only had fun with each other while doing the podcast, but it's really been so much hard work. So I'm a bit relieved that I don't have to think about this no yes. more. But it's also, I don't know, a bit sad, I guess. Mm. It's really been an amazing year and so many fun memories from it. But I'm also very excited, and especially since I'm jumping into something new already tomorrow, since that's my first day at work. So... Not that much time to spend on like being sad that something is over because I have the next accomplishment ahead yeah. of me. Well, that I was ha- three feelings, not one. But <laughs> I have a month to think about how sad I am before I stop work. So <laughs> I'm going to be doing that. No, but I feel, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I feel a bit empty, but also filled with joy. That's a good checkout. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Thank you so much for everyone who has been listening to our season. We've really had some amazing support. And to our guests. Yeah, definitely a big thank you to our guests. They've given us so many insights and just that they took their time to be here. Yeah. And then, of course, a huge thank you to Beppo Studios. It wouldn't have been possible without you guys. And it's been so amazing getting to know everyone that works here. And we've had so much support. Yeah, big, big thank you to Beppo. If, you're ever, if you ever need to record audio yeah. or something similar, go here. Yeah. And uh, stay tuned for season four. Because uh, when the next students take over, we hope that you're going to continue to listen. Of course. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Acast or anything if you haven't done so already and follow us on Facebook and Instagram Yeah. to get news about uh, the new team and, and stuff like that as well exactly okay this is it I wish we had that champagne bottle we talked about but it's uh, 11 in the morning so maybe it's a bit too early for that <laughs> thank you so much guys it's been awesome and thank you to the rest of HyperTalks crew thank you Check out. Ooh.